Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. You know? I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. We got the same crew as last week. We got Pops, LJ, Uncle Tony. Guys, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Good what's evening. Up? We have another another week of football in the books. Uh, the Razorbacks are still undefeated for anyone keeping count at home. My uh, God. I, I, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to NFL, but I stumbled across... Something very interesting, kind of a fun fact. You know, we used to throw out some fun facts every now and then. So before we get into the NFL, I kind of want to throw this out. Do you guys know where the the name for a club sandwich originated from? Hmm. I I don't. I mean, probably like a country club. Yeah, you buy it at a country club. That's what I was thinking, Al. Maybe. According to Google, (laughs) apparently the origin of the name is much more simple than you think. Like the BLT, the letters of the club sandwich reveal that it's a club no. stands for chicken and lettuce under bacon. No, that's genius. Right? Like wow. <laughs> the things you learn scrolling on the internet. It's an acronym. No Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? No yeah, that's good. Fun fact. That's good. good fun fact, yeah. That's a good one. Speaking of who knew, let's get to the NFL. And just like we uh, predicted, the NFC and AFC West are 12 and 3 with the three losses belonging to the Chiefs, Chargers, and Seahawks. It's the yeah, Broncos. Just the three teams we right. want to pick. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. All the other teams, like we knew, the Raiders undefeated, Broncos undefeated, <laughs> Cardinals undefeated, just like we predicted. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we, we got through what we're now through week two. And, you know, week one, we kind of had, it was like our. You go on that first date, you know, you you have some teams you went on the date with, you thought, oh, I see potential in here. Or maybe you, you went on a date with the Tennessee Titans, thought, I want to get as far away from possible. And then, <laughs> you know what? We gave it a chance. We gave every team a second date. And you might be turning what you think about some of these people. You give Derrick Henry that second look, he starts to get a little pretty. <laughs> Especially if you prettier. wait till that second half. If you wait till that second <laughs> half, it gets real pretty. Uh, so now we have we have two weeks of data on these teams. We kind of getting a little bit better idea. First, I kind of want to see if we've kind of flipped on some teams, either in a positive or negative way from week one. But before we do that, I kind of want to just throw it out there because I don't see a whole lot in here. Just as anybody, Tony, we'll start with you, Uncle Tone. Anybody separated themselves as like the cream of the crop after two weeks? I mean, obviously this could change, but has anybody just shown that they are the top of the top, like a top tier team? You know, I I don't think so. And it might be multiple. Might be multiple. You know, I still think that the NFC West is 
significantly better than the rest of the league. I, and I, I include the AFC West in that. Yeah. Uh, it's in Seahawks debacle, notwithstanding. And that's because of betonline.ag took my money, <laughs> but, um, that I, I think that they're just showing that they're, that the NFC West is really a strong, really a strong conference. But I, to this point at, at, at two weeks in, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen, Oh no, these guys are really good. The only thing I'd say after, after week two is that I, I'm just really concerned that the San Francisco 49ers are going to be that team that you go. They really should have lost that game, but they won. And the next thing you know, they're sitting at 15 and 0. They're yeah. like, well, oh God, they just win ugly, you know, because they've yeah. won ugly twice, but they're yeah. winning. So they're they're an unimpressive 2 and 0. But, you know, as uh, <laughs> the great Bill Parcells says, you are what your record says you are. And mm-hmm. if they can get rolling and happen to have three ugly wins and all of a sudden they start playing good. They can rack them up. Pops, do you think – there's one team I might have in mind, maybe two. Is there anybody that to, that you think has separated themselves as top tier of the NFL? Well, I have two teams I want to mention, but one I think clearly has separated themselves, and, and it, I think I'm being captain obvious here, but it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I think, I think they are clearly the best team right now yeah. in the NFL – yeah. Uh, in my opinion, and they beat the the Falcons soundly. So made another, you know, in their in division. So well, they did try to kind of they took their foot off the gas and almost let Matt Ryan get back into that game, yeah. and then Matt Ryan just blew up in front of everybody. It's, it, you mentioned real quick on the Bucks. Is Tom Brady padding stats? Because they're getting down on the goal line and they're just like going straight air raid as soon as they get down within the five yard line. I kind of think Tom Brady's trying to pat his stats, which somehow the dudes play. I think there was an article in the uh, in, in one of the Boston newspapers that says Tom Brady playing better at forty five than he did at twenty five or something like that. Which he kind of is. I don't understand how it's possible. He looks better and plays better twenty years later, but. Uh, who's your other team, Pops, that you got that might be, um, at my, least that you want to mention? The other team that I'm really impressed with is the Denver Broncos. And and I think Ooh. the reason I say that is because <laughs> uh, Teddy Two Gloves is just playing solid, solid as he can yeah. be. Um, I think Noah Fant, I mean, we, we saw him start to emerge last year as, as a really top flight tight end. I think he's, he's not top flight. I mean, he's not in the Kelsey Waller class by any means, but I think he's an emerging – tight end that's going to get better. Uh, Cortland Sutton really showed out uh, as the number one mm-hmm. receiver yesterday with, I think, what, nine yeah. nine catches, 159 yards. We know they have a good defense. Um, you know, I'm still waiting for a little more out of their running running backs, but, but they're going to get – hopefully he's healthy. But they get Jerry Judy back uh, on that receiving core uh, with that defense that, you know, a, a solid quarterback – yeah, maybe they get a uh, Bradley needs new lawyer Chubb back from injury. Get Chubb back so, to try to yeah, forget about surgery that. today. By the way, um, it, yeah. how, how long is he? How long is he supposed? I think to? I saw six weeks okay. or something. Yeah. Well, and Judy's right. probably out about that long. I would think. Uh, uh, Judy's least. probably back in two more weeks. You think so? so? I, thought they put him, I hope so. They put him on the three week IR. I don't think they well, you six, never know with they? those high ankle sprains. Right. Yeah, those things right. can be three or ten weeks. Yeah. And you never yeah. really know. Yeah, but I, I will throw out pops. I, I like it because I do think the Broncos played well. But right before you guys hopped on, LJ did note to me that they have the Jets this week and their other wins are against the Jags and Giants. So, but you just beat who they lined up in front of you, and that's what they've done. They beat them both by two scores. So well, yeah, one, well, and we'll find out. Let me. Let's their look their at record their does heat up that. a little after well, that. Then it, the yeah, Jets, then it right. goes. Yeah. Ravens, Steelers, Raiders who look really good, Browns who look good. 
Washington, yeah. the vaunted Dallas Cowboys. It does. It it gets yeah. tested soon. That's what I was I was going to add there when when uh, Doctor Liff pontificated on the Broncos is that I they 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 do have a phenomenal starting schedule yeah. as it turns out, and so I I'm not quite as convinced, but I. I think we said a couple weeks ago. I, I think the Broncos are contenders and could be an outside an outside dark horse to win that win that division or, or LG, make the playoffs. Was there anybody on your mind? I mean, besides, I kind of thought the Bucks are the Bucks are the obvious one, but they have they are the reigning champs and they're the ones that have kind of done what they need to do and won a lot of games or won big both games. Do you have yeah, anybody worth? They beat the Falcons big this week, though. I really I'm looking forward to next week to see what they really are. I don't know that I could see them as like head and shoulders above the rest. Um, I don't see anyone as head and shoulders above the rest. The The team that beat the best team this week is the Ravens beat the Chiefs. Right. Um, so that does stand out to me, but it was a one-point win. Um, I don't think anybody has like claimed the title right now. So um, I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding back. See, that's kind of – I thought about maybe giving a little shout-out. The, the Rams were very impressive in week one, but I don't know what I think about the Bears. And then – they played a, a tough game against the, the Colts and ended up winning. Carson Wentz somehow became. I think. Did y'all see on the injury report? It has Carson Wentz has sprained ankles too. His both ankles <laughs> oh, are really sprained. Both. I'm just glad it didn't uh, say three. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I I think the Colts are a tough team just because I, I like their coach, but I still like what the Rams are doing. I think if they can stay healthy, they might be. But I'm with LJ. I think what I've learned is that there's just I have question marks like the Seahawks. I think they're really good, but that debacle they had against the Titans, they should have won that game. The Bills, I don't know how you have a 35 to 0 win that I wasn't that impressed by, but they yeah, did. Yeah. I, yeah I truly. Absolutely. Really, 100% agree with you. Yeah. Well, the, and the Saints we, got their asses kicked. I mean, yeah, I was um, ready to say the Saints are good, but I, and Pops, we, I was watching this on the couch with you. I don't know. Maybe you just can't get the turnover out of the player. Like at, the Winston came back where he was doing some stuff where I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And I just don't – it's one game, so maybe he can wrap it up. But, yeah, and then we talked about the 49ers. That was an unimpressive win. Yeah. The the Ravens, which that loss they had to the Raiders may not be a bad loss because the Raiders look really good. The Raiders And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs, I just – that defense is going to hold them back. I mean, Mahomes and that offense is great. They should have won that game. They fumbled it going yeah. into to school – to score, but – yeah, I just need more more evidence before I say. Yeah, besides if I had the bugs, gun to I the guess. head, I'd probably go Ravens as the team that I'm looking at right now. But I don't. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable about that being the team. I would be really happy to get another Ravens uh, Chiefs matchup in the playoffs. That, yeah, Lamar versus good. Mahomes is just fun. That's yeah. fun TV. Yeah. Well, just yeah, 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 a fun yeah. fact: um, Lamar Jackson is the third leading rusher in the NFL right now. By no the way. way. Yeah. Wow. Third leading rusher in the NFL on that. And he's really not that far back, but Derrick Henry, we'll talk about, had a beast of a day Huge, uh, yeah. yesterday. So let's almost go. as good as Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to that, because I feel like that team possibly could come up. Is there anybody that we flipped on from week one? Either you are more, either you did, you thought they were kind of got a fluky win and now you believe in them, or maybe you thought they were good and, and now you don't know. Uh, we'll start. Uncle Tone, do you have anybody? You know, no, I, I, I'm going to stay the course here and just say that it's say still too early. I, I, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't flipped on anyone, anybody. I will say this: I, if, if we, I don't know if we're talking about next week's games later, uh, but the the Colts Titans game is going to define. You're going to learn a lot about a, somebody. one of those game, yeah. one of those two teams seasons. Will season? I'll just predict will be over at that point. <laughs> from a from a playoff standpoint, the loser of that game. 
I think that will define who who that is uh, uh, at the bottom of the AFC playoff picture. LJ, you got anybody? No, I feel I feel like nothing. There's still too little information. I don't know. I See, I didn't. I wasn't sold on anybody last week either. So I think I I and I, I know LJ doesn't want us to talk about this team, but is should we start taking the Raiders seriously? I mean, the Raiders. Put yeah, together two yeah, you should. really good wins. You should. That's a good team. It's a good team for sure. I saw a, a, a stat that uh, it was from at Himbo. He's the producer on, he was on Mike and Mike forever and now he's on Get Up. But he put out a, a stat that says, in the last two years, the highest percentage of scores on drives for quarterbacks, the NFL average is 40, 40%. Number one is Mahomes at 49%. Number two is Derek Carr at 48%. And he's tied with Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and then Tom Brady's 47%. Maybe I, Derek Carr, I was really impressed with him Monday night. I, yeah. He really went against – or last Monday night. That Steelers mm-hmm. defense, I think, is good. And they also – the Steelers might be a team that I'm back on the fence again. Like I was ready to buy stock <laughs> in them last year or last week. And I don't even know if I blame Big Ben. I kind of do because Big Ben's on the injury report. Shocker. Oh, no. <laughs> what? But – what? I, he was getting killed. That was it some random game. injury that he doesn't know where it came from, but he's going to play Pec- through it anyway. It's a pectoral, <laughs> a pectoral muscle. No, oh, yeah. On. So, yes, <laughs> he went to he went to his trainer. was like, what injury can I can I tell them that there might what not if, be like one singular hit that we can point out that did it. But just it, it's possible that but this I'm, is I'm tired of limping when I go to the Wawa. So I need something that's in my like upper half. <laughs> They're, they're what have I not been on just... this? Hey, what muscle is still available? What, what can I do? Okay, pet. have I had a peck? Okay, let's do a peck. They can't block for Najee Harris. They, Big Ben was, I mean, to his to his credit, he was getting smashed in that game. They were on him all day. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just the Raiders. We talked about it last week, but Max Crosby is a beast. Yeah. And yeah, then, then uh, Ngakwe was playing good. So the Raiders, the Raiders are one. I was, I was thinking maybe that week one, they just had a good second half. I, they had a bad first half and a good second half, and I didn't know which one was the real Raiders. And I'm starting to think, I'm not saying they're going to like, you know, Super Bowl contenders, but they're a good team, and they're going to beat some good teams going down the stretch. So I, yeah, I'm they just traditionally start collapsing team. around week six. I mean, that's kind of what they do. Well, so. and the John Gruden jokes are still lingering. Like, we're yeah. ready to make them should, he, should they start losing some games. I mean, if they start, if they're like, if they're going into week eight with a real strong record, then I'm, then I'm starting to be more scared of them. But right now, they are a good team that, you know, that they always are. I just find myself kind of going like when Derek Carr is having the success, I kind of find myself enjoying it. I don't know. I I know it's not even like the Raiders. I, I just kind of I kind of <laughs> like Derek Carr and think maybe we shit it on him when we shouldn't have. So I don't I don't hate seeing him succeed. And he seems like a good teammate. Yeah. Uh, Pops, you got anybody that you're kind of either flipping on? Positive or negative? Well, it'd be hard. I, I, a flip is maybe a strong word, but I really was interested in New Orleans last week, you know, and I thought they yeah. played well. And I thought, boy, uh, Sean Payton's going to line out Jameis Winston. And then, oh my God, did he regress this week? I mean, it was total domination yeah. by the Carolina Panthers, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, Who I think are tough, but they're not like some juggernaut. So, I mean, this the, the Panthers yeah. are just okay. So, yeah, if I'm, I guess I'm going to do this in the same game. I might be flipping a little on New Orleans, and I'm a little more staunch in my bye last week of Carolina. Um, now, um, I, I still like I still like what they've got going in Carolina. So, uh, so that would be who I would be have, have flipped on if if anybody. What did, it, so, Uncle Tony? Or did you have something to add there? Yeah, just real quick on the Saints because that was one I was going to maybe. Think about flipping on, but here's the thing: is that um, I don't know if you guys realize this. They had eight offensive coaches out 
for that I game did see because that. of COVID. Wow. And no. I think if anything that shows that maybe the coach is still important in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think he means a damn thing in the NBA, but in the NFL, I think he may be important. And uh, and that's really tough to prepare for that, uh, no matter who you're playing, unless it's the Jags. So yeah, I I think it uh, I think that may have made a difference. And let's see how they bounce this week. Yeah, and and who knows? I don't even know if they're going to get to when it, when their next home game will be. I didn't did you Tony? You mentioned their <laughs> yeah. their stadium was on stadium fire. Was today? On fire. <laughs> yeah. So I've never heard of a pressure washer causing a fire, but apparently the pressure washer caught on fire they were they were they were cleaning the gutter now if you think about it when you think you're cleaning your gutters with a pressure washer and it catches on fire but now the the gutters on the uh superdome are like you know 10 by 12 feet so they're pretty good sized gut i mean you could live in the gutter and and maybe some people did but uh anyway um yeah pressure washer caught on fire and they had a fire but luckily all external no damage why does that sound like a baker mayfield commercial yeah. Oh, it does. It sounds like an Trust insurance me, commercial. It will be. <laughs> um, I do, and we mentioned them, but I, I do have to, because last week I had some serious questions about the Tennessee Titans, and they had every opportunity to kind of fold. They started the fourth quarter. Seahawks went up 30-16, to 16, missed an extra point after that touchdown, which ended up proving to be a very big missed extra point. And the Titans, they could have folded, and they came back, and I'm just done. I, I kind of was ready to go – I told you Derrick Henry was going to be a little washed up. I'm I'm not going to say anything else about Derrick Henry until it's till he's like done done because he had the first half 14 carries for 41 yards if my math is right. That's under 3 yards per carry and I was sitting there going, "See? See? Told you." And then the second half, we go for 21 carries, 141 yards, 7 yards per carry and just dominates. Julio looked pretty good. I Tannehill looked better. I'm not so ready to go like the Titans are great. I'm with Tony. I want to see that Colts Titans game. I think that's important, but they just, they easily could have gone, well, this year's from hell. Our defense isn't fixed. Our offense isn't isn't as good and all this. And they, and they came back. So I got to give them some credit where credit's due, I think. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We wanted to look at what do we throw out there? Undefeated or 0 and 2 teams. Isn't that what we mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. 0 and 2 teams that might make the playoffs. Let me pull up. Isn't it? Let me. Well, Let's I'm see. doing bad here. Okay, from 1990 to from 1990 to 2019, only 12% of teams who started 0 and 2 made the playoffs, according to an article from the USA Today. Right now, there are seven 0 and 2 teams with the Lions, Colts, Falcons, Giants, Jags, Jets, and Vikings. Are there any teams out of those that you think could make the playoffs, LJ? I mean, the best shot out of those in my mind, and and shout out, Mama, I'm the favorite son. Uh, Vikings, I think, have a shot, uh, an outside shot. I think they're a better team than everybody else on that list. Um, but that's not the best list of teams I've ever heard in my life. So those are, yeah, those I mean, are I, two records fairly. I think it's pretty safe to, although, I don't know, the Lions played tough, but I don't see the Lions, you know, I don't see the Falcons. I don't see the Jags, the Jets. The Colts, maybe, like I did mention, I think before the year, I like wait four weeks after they have a tough four week schedule to start and then buy in on them. Yeah. I still think they could be tough, but like we said, Wentz is hurt again. Wentz is the weirdest thing. He makes a few plays where it looked like Aaron Donham had him dead to rights and he makes him miss and fight. like it was a really good play. And then the next play, he does a shovel pass to literally to the Rams, like straight <laughs> to, to the, the Rams, Rams exactly. in the end zone for an interception. Like he makes the most like. One play, you're like, that's an MVP guy. And then the next play, you're wondering how he even got a job. So, I, 
I don't know what to make from them. I think you're probably right. The Vikings are the best list one, out of the One best can't player. forget, though, that the Giants do play in the NFC East, and the NFC East is the place where anything is actually possible. So, um, <laughs> you know, you can't count them out yet. Pops, do you think any of those 0-2 teams, are you just sticking with the Vikings, or is there anybody that you think have an you outside? Know, interestingly, I, I put these in order, Vikings, Colts, and Falcons, and Falcons was is a reach, no, no doubt about that, but – uh, Vikings. I think the Vikings have a chance in that NFC North uh, division because I think Green Bay is going to be an issue, but uh, I don't think Chicago or or, or uh, who's the other one, um, Detroit. Detroit will, will make much noise there. So the Vikings are probably the only one I would give a, a half-ass chance to get. If I had, if I had to uh, tell you, you have a bet here, and you can either say one of these teams will make the playoffs or none of them will make the playoffs. Would you? Feel more Ooh. confident on the nun? Yes. Yes. You would? Yes. Tony, wow. how about you? You know, I'm going to say uh, I still think it's the Colts that have the better chance uh, if, if they do beat the Titans and go one and two. And the reason I say that, the Vikings yeah. are going to have to win their division to make the playoffs. We keep talking about the That's NFC fair. West and how strong they are. I I think the wild cards are coming out of the yeah. West. That's and good point. so you, the Vikings, they're going to have to beat the Packers twice in order to win that division that's going to be tough to do uh the 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 packers look pretty good last night it'll be 50 to 40 but um but yeah that i that's gonna be tough for them to do i i think the colts are still an overall better team than what they're showing and the afc wild card race is is pretty wide open there's multiple teams there that are available so i still think of those guys that could uh uh, that are owing to i still think it's the colts well i don't know we talked before the year and then i said off the top of this pod a lot of us view the the Rams as possibly one of the better teams in the NFL. And the Colts, I mean, if Jacob Eason isn't their quarterback in that last drive, which I I don't know. I mean, I hate to – who knows how injured someone is. But Wentz, I kind of think he's a tough guy. But not to come back out there when you're you're down by three with one more drive left. And maybe he just couldn't go. And if you can't go, you can't go. Did you see but his knee get bent? It looked painful. It looked weird. It was a weird, awkward hit. So, I, I don't know. I just – the Colts really played the Rams tough, and I think the Rams are one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. So I have to think if they can figure it out and somehow they need to weather the storm because they got some Titans this week, and I forget who they have week uh, week four, but it's another tough one. I mean, it wouldn't be that crazy for them to be 0-4. And yeah. if you start 0-4, it's hard to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I sure hope the Colts have a good line going into that Titans game because I really want to bet on the Colts this week, but I don't know if I can or not. I'm seeing now, I'm seeing Tennessee minus five is what I'm seeing at the moment. So. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, <laughs> um, Let's get into a little bit. We did it last week, some more uh, some stock up, stock down. Is there anybody that you've, you're buying any, buying any extra? I, I'll tell you what I'm buying is just – I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but just watching Kyler Murray play football. I think he is the most fun player to watch right now. It's so fun. Yeah. but, but He is he, fun to watch. I want to piggyback on that and say that, if anything, even though they won, Arizona lost a little stock to me. I think their stock's got to be down just a little bit. Even they didn't deserve to win that game, I didn't think. I mean, it, now, is he fun to watch? Is Arizona fun to watch? Hell yes. I mean, it is entertaining. Um we're but, we're probably one week away from if if the Cardinals have another big week and Kyler Murray specifically we're one week away from that MVP buzz. I know it's early in the year, but he, it's just because he's fun. And I just want to know can he stay healthy? Because if he can stay healthy, 
I think we might have been in a uh, draft room pops with someone on this pod, and we convinced them not to go Kyler Murray. And he is, <laughs> if healthy, Kyler Murray is a stat machine, and he does some things where I don't. I think the only person arm talent wise that matches him in the NFL, I really think him and Mahomes are above the rest arm talent wise. Now with what they can do on the run, and Rogers probably right there too. But I just I worry he's so small, and we just last year I, we had the same conversation. I think around week five. And then all of a sudden he had this weird shoulder injury. He played through it, but he was a different player. So I, I just want to see if he can do it through the whole year. And we will get that chance. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That that draft team is just lucky that Lamar Jackson got within <laughs> 0.56 points of him and that TJ Hawkinson was able to catch eight balls last night. TJ Hawkinson. I'm a fan now, yeah. Tony. I'm going to tell yes, you what. Yes, I'm sir. I'm a fan of that kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, but I'd say this, uh, Kevin, I, stock up, stock down, and, I, I, and I'm split on this. And so I'll say this as a, as a both. The, the Baltimore Ravens offensive line, holy mackerel, they can move people. Uh, that's one of the best blocking, rush blocking offensive lines. It doesn't matter. You, uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins, out. Gus Edwards, out. You know, Tyson Williams and... God love him, Latavius Murray, and uh, and uh, you know the Lamar Jackson are are leading the league in, in rush attempts, and it just they're they're a really good job. So that's the stock up, the stock down is man. The Kansas City defense better figure out how to stop the run. I have I, them I, written down on stock down. They're golly, I just so so I'm not sure which is it. Is it that the Ravens offensive line is, has their stock up so high that that they're going to make everybody look silly? But the Kansas City defense has had a couple of weeks where they're really, really tough. And and last one, I, we talked about Derrick Henry early. Man, Aaron Jones put on a show last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. Um, that is rare that you see that many touchdowns from a running back. And and so uh, he, I, I think he announced that uh, the the I'm not dead. The Packers, you, you can you can say what you want, but Aaron Jones definitely worth the money. He looked good last night. Yeah, I mean that. I just I, I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not selling stock on the Chiefs because I think Mahomes can fix a lot of problems, and he's done that in the last couple of years. But the Browns went up and down the field on him in week one, and Mahomes got them the W. And then in week two, he couldn't do enough. I mean, they just they let the they let the Ravens go up and down the field all night long. And I it almost feels like they just need to simplify it and learn that we don't have to be a great fe- defense. We just need to be a bend but don't break because Mahomes is going to get them 31 plus every game. Well, you I just got to. Yeah. That makes Go next week interesting because I think the the Chargers are quietly a really really solid defense. Well, so that mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned it. That's the game I'm really watching because mm-hmm. I thought the Chargers. I mean, the offense wasn't bad by any stretch. They didn't score, but right. they moved the ball quite a bit. And that it, to see their defense play as well as they did against who I think the Cowboys are a really good offense yeah. and to hold them to 17. I, I think the Chargers. I, I really think Herbert's ready to make that step into the top tier of quarterbacks. It's early, but I really think he has the talent. And the Chargers have talent all around there. Yeah. And they have a chance to prove it this week. They could really send a message to that AFC West if they can knock off the Chiefs and the Chiefs be one and two. That'd be interesting. That would be huge. That'd be something else. I'm looking right now. Is that game at Kansas City or at the – at the charge. I believe it's in that Kansas game City, is a noon which, game in uh, Kansas City, and the line is Kansas line. City minus six and a half. Yeah, hmm. that's a tough. Yeah, that's I'm a fun ex- one. I'm that's a fun one. 
<laughs> it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to have to get back from Dallas early to, to watch the second half of that game. Yeah. It's I, it's two weeks in a row now where I've had the Chargers on kind of my must-watch TV. And and they almost pulled off they're, – they're a, a missed 58-yard field goal away from being 2-0 and going into this game. So – that yeah, interesting. I gotta say, of, of all the quarterbacks I saw, that Herbert, he he can make any throw, any any throw. He his yeah, arm is. is yeah. I am super impressed with that kid's arm. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact for you: Justin Herbert has thrown for 16 third down conversions on the season. No other Jeez. quarterback has more than eleven. That's as insane. Of right now. So I, he does things that really, I mean, he had, what do we want to call them? Romogasms. They were going all over the place during that game. But between Dak and Herbert, Romo just couldn't couldn't get the words out of his mouth. He was so excited. Uh, he can play. Pops, did you have anybody else? Uh, anybody you're either? Uh, stock up, stock buying? down. Um, of course, yeah. New Orleans stock down, but that goes without saying. Uh, you know, I, Tennessee beating Seattle in Seattle. What? A comeback from last week. Um, so so definitely I think Tennessee stocks gotta be up. Uh and and Green Bay as well. But of course they had nowhere else to go, but golly, Aaron Rodgers looked accurate last night to yeah, me. He looked good. He looked like he looked like Aaron Rodgers. He, 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 he did. And you see he kind of uh, just like you like him, he had a little bit of attitude in the in the postgame presser where he kind of was just being a little snarky Aaron Rodgers and Man. interesting. Damn, he's good though. So I, it, I, go ahead. What? Okay, so I got to say this about Green Bay. I didn't want to yeah. start. Okay, so for get three, them started. I'm glad we got three started. quarters of that game. Detroit was in it. Mm, yeah, at Lambeau. Yeah, and that's that's just ridiculous. The 49ers had them blown out through three quarters in Detroit, and they came back. I mean, Detroit's gonna ha- has some attitude. In another couple of years, I think they're one to watch. This Dan yeah. Campbell actually might be a good coach. Um, uh, but man, I, well, that so that, to that me Green tells Bay me defense that Green Bay is scary. That Green Bay defense and, and a bad scary in a bad way because golf yes. was going up and down the field on them. Up and down the field. I am not. I still like I said, Aaron Jones. I think stock went up, but I'm telling you, I, I'm a I'm still concerned about Green Bay. I, I just if if Detroit can stay with you for three quarters at home, you got a problem, and and there's problems in Green Bay. Uh, a team and LJ just prepare to roll your eyes oh, and maybe no. I, I, I should we be I'm not even saying I am yet but should we be buying stock in the Cowboys just for the fact <laughs> when they played a really good offensive team and they won a game where Dak didn't have to score 30 points that hasn't happened in like 30 straight games I that I didn't think it was possible for the Cowboys to win a game where they didn't score a lot of points and they did and it's worth noting again this is from Himbo was throwing out really good stats at uh, at Himbo on Twitter. The most pass rushes in week two, in week two. You had Von Miller with eight. Shout out to the Broncos. Chase Young with seven, and Micah Parsons with seven. Micah Parsons got moved to edge rusher on Friday when Demarcus Lawrence got hurt. Yeah, I, I think they they did get a really big talent in Parsons. Yeah, I think so. The defense still has questions, but they did hold they did hold Justin Herbert, who we just talked about, is a really good quarterback, good offense. To what seventeen was that? What they end up scoring in that, or fourteen or seventeen? Yeah, it was twenty seventeen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and let's actually, it might be worth talking about. Is there uh, a, a running back issue, or uh, I think they just got uh, good talent on both, and I think it's going to suck. Which I wanted to get them, and I didn't, but uh, I'm glad. 
I think you're going to get a, a good a dose of both Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the year because Pollard looks damn good. Yes, he does. He does. I and mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I was talking to Poss about this. I don't think Zeke looks bad, but the offense looks a little, little better when number 20 is running the ball back there. It's different. What do you think, El? I mean, it depends on who you're buying from. If you if their stocks rising, I mean, they it, yes. They, so I'm saying I'm saying they are by far the cream of the crop in the NFC East. I don't I think the NFC East was still as bad as it looked last year. And I think if the Cowboys defense is just mediocre, I think their offense is head and shoulders above every other offense in that in that division. I think now is the time to buy the Cowboys because I think they've got a relatively easy next six ish weeks. Um, but they, and you know, you know, ESPN and the national TV is getting ready to start hyping up the Cowboys. You know, it, it's going to happen. And in fact, I think they've got a relatively easy schedule this year. So yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Um, they are a good team. There's nothing wrong. They are probably the best team that the Cowboys have been in a little while. But I do think that it's so quick that the Cowboys get overrated. That be cautious if you're buying too high. You know, it's just it's it's tough with the Cowboys because they just you know that price skyrockets immediately. You know, looking at their schedule, LJ, you have a, so. They played the Eagles, who uh, I, somehow the Eagles and 49ers got shown on red zone, I think, two times for the whole three hours of the red zone <laughs> that game was on. So that tells me that there wasn't much going on there. Uh, so they got the Eagles on Monday night. Carolina, who's tough, but we're not saying they're world beaters. The Giants, New England hasn't showed us much. Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta. It wouldn't be that crazy if they're like six and two or something. Yeah, and LJ, no. you're right. If the Cowboys are six and two, that stock's going to be through the roof, whether yeah. it should be or not. So. Yeah. So be careful. Buy now, but be careful. Be careful. It's dangerous. It's addictive. It's the heroin of football. <laughs> you're, you're right. It's, it's, Just put it in my vein. Just are. put it in my vein. Uh, yeah, and you know, it is. Yeah. For a longtime fan, you know, it is so tough. But, you know, you look at the Cowboys. They have played within. They've won by three and lost by two to the Buccaneers and the Chargers, two arguably uh, top ten teams in yeah. the NFL. Uh, you know, you want to believe, you know, you're like, these guys could be good, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> sound I, like I, it's just, <laughs> I, man, it's tough. But yeah, I, if they beat the Eagles Monday night, I think it sets it for them and they're, if, they're probably going to win the East. If, if you're going to, LJ's can, dead right. If you're going to buy stock in the Cowboys, do it before they play on Monday yeah. night, because yeah. if they yeah. win on Monday night, it's going through the roof. And I, let me just tell you also want to warn you, Buying stock in the Cowboys isn't good for your heart rate or, or your life expectancy because they will falter at some point. Uh, I want to wrap up NFL stuff with kind of some uh, just maybe best and worst things you saw or just, you know, some stuff you saw around the game. It might be on the field, off the field, whatever. I, I kind of want to start with Pops. Did you get a chance to watch any of the Manning cast on Monday night? I did. And that is both my best and my worst. And so, okay, we'll take the, take the so, so give me a minute. Um, Number one, Peyton Manning, I, I, re, I love some of the things. My favorite thing he said, favorite thing he said was fourth and one is a scheme play. Third and ten is a talent down. Is that what he said? Yeah, a talent play. And I thought, oh, wow, fourth yeah. and one, you scheme to get that yard. But third and ten, somebody's got to step up and make a play. Somebody's got to make a guy miss. Or, yeah. and, and I just thought, wow, that that kind of insight I, I loved. And so I love when he's explaining – you know, where the two deep safety, the safety came down. He's probably going to throw over his head next time. You know, I, I do love that stuff. When they just get in there, and I love a little bit of the busting of each other's balls. You know, I mean, of course, we love that. I just have a podcast, and I don't have to see yeah. it. Because it, it takes away from the game. 
I would turn back to just the regular broadcast for a little bit to kind of get back into the game because it, it was just like listening to three guys, especially when, by the way, does uh, does Gronk realize that every NFL team is listening and he's still playing, <laughs> telling them exactly what play he scored 90 of his touchdowns on and all that? I mean, my. Well, I mean, the film's out there. You can probably see he scores on that play a lot and no one's stopping it yet. I guess so. Just tell it. Just say, hey, here's what Speaking we do. Speaking of film, it did crack me up that Gronk was like, they asked if he watched film. And I, I think he was half joking, but there was some serious things where he's like, no, I don't really watch film. I just ask Tom because Tom watches all the films. So I just ask him what, what he saw. I just run by people. So I can't decide if that's something. I mean, I certainly enjoyed it, but I really liked more Eli and and uh, Peyton just analyzing the game. And you know what? I don't have to look at them. They could just be. I could just see that. I could hear it their voices. Weird that they're on the screen the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't know that screen, I love yeah. it now. I mean, it is a big TV. I still can see the game pretty well. Yeah, I was about to but, say, I think I've been to your house. I think that TV's fair size. No, it is, but it's just I find myself <laughs> watching them instead of the game. And and so it's kind of like at the at the Cowboys game, you know, when we've been to the Cowboys game, yeah, you find you yourself watch the screen, watching the yeah. screen up there because it's so yeah. it just takes over everything. And I want to watch the, the the play on the field. So it was both the best and the worst. I think they need to refine it just a little bit. And I'd rather have more Peyton and Eli and less uh, the other guys. Personally, they just, so, they, yeah, I get what you're saying. They brought like into your point on the, the insight that they'll bring at times where they talked about how and and they pointed out and it made sense. The Lions were playing like a real too high deep safety and basically saying they didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be patient enough because he wants to throw that he'd be patient enough to keep running the ball. And he did. But that's kind of the thing where it, it's really interesting when they start talking like that, where you're kind of getting inside the game a little bit and talking like quarterbacks. And I, I personally, I'm a fan of it. I don't really turn on to the telecast. I just watch theirs now. LJ, were you about to say something? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, they can just have a podcast if they want to have a podcast. I think this is what this is, isn't it? Kind of like, I think it is. Podcast in the game. Yeah, but they're like, I don't know. It's just interesting that you mentioned that because I think that's kind of a controversy in a lot of sports right now. Um, I recently saw a post on a baseball uh, forum where they were talking about how A-Rod was uh, commentating a game with somebody, I can't remember who, and they didn't talk about anything that happened on the field for three minutes straight. And they were like, if you guys want to have a podcast, have a podcast, but we're trying to watch some baseball here. And so I think that's kind of an interesting, like that's kind of the way sports commentary is going is, is they're trying to get personalities out there and uh, and less commentary. And I, I think that's something we're going to have to deal with for probably the next 10 years. It, it is a because this Manning stuff is working. It's successful. And, mm-hmm. and so other channels are going to try to replicate this to an extent. And I, LJ, I think you're dead on. And it, this is where it's kind of what do you like? Because I think some people really like I, like some people, I think, are like me and they really like that podcast format at times. But I think there are a lot. You're not alone, Pops, where you're like. I kind of want to keep up like because there was a time where they spent a good little stint with Rob Gronkowski where they didn't talk about the game at hardly all. at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, hardly I watched, at all. So I watched that uh, Arkansas-Texas game uh, a couple weeks back. Let's bring that up again because mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but I watched that because of the, the way that I could get a hold of the game. I watched it through the Sky Cam with no announcer the whole time. And it was one of my favorite football watching experiences in a long time because I'm just mm-hmm. like, I get to just sit there and watch football. Like I don't, there's no one talking at me. I don't have to worry about where the volume is or anything because it's just crowd noise. Yeah. So I can talk to me and Andrew just talking the whole time and kind of doing our own commentary, but also just watching the game. I think there might need to be more of that for every single game. I, I love that. That was so good. LG, I did think you'd probably like, I don't know if you caught it at one point, I think it was like in the first quarter where they spent a good four or five minutes just 
ragging on the Patriots and calling them <laughs> cheaters for a little while. I thought that I was pretty that. funny. Look that up. <laughs> they were. I forget how they even got onto it, but they were just kind of like. Well, you know, those Patriots, they were always looking for ways to win. I used to just assume they bugged my locker anytime they played in Indianapolis. <laughs> Peyton said that he would talk to his receivers in the showers. Like, as funny as that might sound with five grown men talking in the shower, but I just knew they couldn't bug the shower at least. <laughs> I just know good. Patriots fans were at home just going, you sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, uh, other best and worst stuff I saw. Uh, speaking of, we, we talked about the Cowboys earlier, Pops. I know this is something me and you uh, noticed, but Mike McCarthy's uh, clock management at the end, which ended up being fine. <laughs> but did you see he has a reason for why that happened? Did you did you see I did what not. he said? Would you please enlighten me on what <laughs> looked me insane to me? So standing just for to paint the picture for you at home, if you happen to maybe not catch the very end. Standing at the uh, Chargers 41-yard line with 33 seconds left remaining in regulation, on third down, the Cowboys had one timeout and decided instead of trying to run a play or spike it or do something, they just let the clock run all the way down and go, we're just going to go with one chance at a field goal, a 58-yard field goal from Greg Zerline. He kind of had some ups and downs in week one, mm-hmm. and he hit it. It works out <clears throat> and all is fine and dandy. But if you want to know why what it happened – McCarthy says that in this state of the art SoFi Arena, he says he couldn't see what the time. He didn't have any view of the clock. He tried to look for it, and he says the clock was not showing. It went off the board. So is he lying? I don't know. Did the Chargers try to pull some chicanery? I don't know. But he says he couldn't see the clock and didn't know what to do. And Dak said he saw the clock the whole time and was wondering why we weren't calling timeout, but thought, Okay, I guess they want to go with Greg. Well, the clock Let's is probably in that, that stupid ring, right? That like You don't you don't like the ring? I don't like the ring now. Oh, and, I love the ring. <laughs> and so well, and I can see Mike McCarthy not looking up at it, you know. Um he's looking for like the 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 hockey arena drop down scoreboard or like uh you know, yeah. some clock on the side of the stadium. But you know what? I hear you, <laughs> well, but you go in there and you figure out where the clock that- is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he also said that Kellen Moore, he tried to ask Kellen Moore what the time was offensive coordinator, how much time was on the clock. And Kellen said he was blocked by a camera guy. How do you oh. not see the time? I'm, I'm like, I'm with Pops. Come it's on, the man. end of the game. I know where the clock is. I know where the other clock is just in case I can't see this clock. And we have Bose headsets on. I can talk to someone in the booth and be like, hey, what's the clock look like? I, that someone just keeps counting dumb. down. Someone got I, Yeah. <laughs> I think McCarthy effed up and he's just lucky they won. And this oh, was yeah. an excuse. I think he just was, I, he just had an Andy Reid clock management moment at the end of the game. But yeah. That or he's like, Papa, I can't read the damn clock. Y'all got to get a clock. Why can't I just see the clock? You all these all damn these digital clocks these days. Give me some hands. I want to see some hands. Back in my day, we had a black and white clock. I had a black and white clock as big as my face sitting right there. That's all you had to have. But no, now I can't even see all these cheerleaders and stuff in my way. I can't see the clock. Come on, man. You know? Come on. And then, and then he does his best John Lovitz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my wife, Morgan Fairchild. You know, it, you know. don't tell us why you can't see the clock. Then just say, dude, I, I, I messed that up. 
I missed that one. It's on me. I wish he would have said, I I think I really, looking back on it, I kind of screwed that up. We should have ran another play, but shout out to Greg for making that kick. That's all you had to say. And I'd be like, all right, well, we all screw up. You don't have to give me some BS excuse. Yeah, Jerry, though. Jerry, Jerry, while he's eating his breakfast sandwich, probably doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) With salt. It'd been better. It'd been better. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, that's right. He said, I sent in the wolf. You know, <laughs> did, did you have anything uh, this week that you kind of yeah. wanted to throw in for best or worst? So best or worst. So I, I so I don't know if best and worst, but I again, like I did with the other one, this is kind of a combination. I tell you what, it, it is probably the best day if you're a New England Patriots fan. It's the best day when the Patriots are going against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the worst day for the rookie quarterback if you're going against Bill Belichick. I don't know what it is, but this guy, I, I think he wrings his hands and he <laughs> <laughs> a rookie quarterback. You know, because he just he just kills these guys. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, I think there will be uh, every Every quarterback that's been a rookie in the last 20 years that's going in the Hall of Fame is going to say, well, Bill Belichick kicked my ass my rookie year. <laughs> it's just terrible. He just – and Zach Wilson looked like a – he just looked like a high schooler playing on Friday night. Yeah, for, he had like one or two Ashdown, that were Arkansas. like – It was just terrible. The first couple of picks were like, well, maybe that was just a good defensive play. And then the third and fourth, I mean, they mm. were like, who are you throwing to? I don't understand. There's Holy nobody cow. there. It's just amazing to me how how he does that, and, and doesn't matter. He, he he's done it to everybody. He, did, he does it to everybody. And uh, and the other thing I'd say, it, it, and I guess this is a best, it is welcome to the NFL, Davis Mills. And I think we may have had a podcast late last year after the NFL draft. Davis to Davis Mills for the Houston. Are you talking Texas, about the right? yeah Tex, Texans backup? The in. quarterback for the Houston Texans now since Deshaun Watson shall remain inactive. <laughs> And um, and Tyrod Taylor has his uh, annual injury. Man, um, I feel so bad for Tyrod he's so Taylor. Bad. I do too. But the dude's made millions of dollars, so don't feel too bad for him. <laughs> he ain't he ain't sitting on the back porch listening to crickets. He he's in his hot tub somewhere going, man, my hamstring hurts. So anyway, um, but I think Davis Mills. We talked about Herbert. I think Davis Mills is the next Justin Herbert, who's probably the next Tom Brady. Oh uh, this God. kid's got some talent. Davis Mills. Wow. Wow. Davis Mills oh has got God. some talent. I did not so see that on I'm the field. Just Sunday. saying, market here first, ladies and gentlemen. Watch well, you out. Probably heard it here first, and you're only going to hear it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's competing with you there on that, Tony. <laughs> I just say, watch out for this guy. Just watch out. I think he's he's got what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I I, I mean, kid's got supposedly, supposedly, that's he was the guy that the Patriots were wanting, and they just didn't think Mac Jones was going to slip all the way to him. So, who yeah. knows? Maybe you're onto something. I I don't know. I, I would I, I would like to see a little bit more than eight for eighteen for a hundred yards. I, yeah, you said a lot. I'm of just words telling there. you. I'm just saying. It's going to struggle a little bit, but I, it, 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 next year when we're looking at what Justin Herbert has done, I think we're going to look at Davis Mills going, wow, this kid's got talent. So I was – just to piggyback off the Texans for a second, me and Pops are talking about this, and I, I think I had I totally misread that team. I think they're, good, they're not going to be a great team, but I was 
throwing them in there as being like one of the 0 and 17 or 1 and 6, like real bad. I think they're going to play tough in a lot of games and probably cover a lot of games when they're 14 point underdogs. Because I think, and I, I liked it better when they had Tyra, but they just have a lot of pros. Nobody's great, mm-hmm. but like Mark Ingram and I, I like Taylor, Brandon Cooks. It's a lot of Justin Reed. They have guys that are pros and that Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. They have that, and that David Coley was someone that the, that, who's their new head coach? A lot of people don't know much about. A lot of players at the Ravens really liked him and, pl- and really thought he was a, a really good coach. So yeah. I think people will play hard for him. But I do need to throw out possibly on the worst scale. Did y'all see where? Okay, it was I believe it was third and fifteen, and they they run a play to get it to fourth and one. They do a pass play and they get just like fourth and short, and it's offsides on the Browns. And instead of accepting the penalty. And getting third and ten and another chance at the first down, Coley declines it, takes fourth and one and punts it. What? What? Yeah, I saw what? Wow. They showed Kevin Stefanski on the other sideline and he said, What the F? Like he was shocked that, that Cohen didn't accept the penalty. He didn't understand. That makes me think maybe we got – I think Rosillo first said this last year. Maybe we got a little coordinator face going on there with David Coley. Like, I, <laughs> that – you accept that penalty and try to get the first. I, I thought when he declined, I thought, oh, maybe they're going to go for it on fourth and one. And he declined it to punt and played the field position battle. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was not the best the, the best move. There's a Mike McCarthy he, play. He couldn't see the – he couldn't <laughs> see the uh, timer – time clock and so he decided to punt it he wasn't well, sure what you to know do. the ref was in front of the first down marker and i thought we had got the first down so that's why i declined it i didn't realize and then it was too yeah, late there was a ca- there's a cameraman in the way yeah that's it a cameraman was in the way i thought it was fourth and 11 uh, no. i'm sorry i didn't see the another, other down marker another worst i don't know if y'all saw this th- uh, going around and i feel bad for any vikings fan that was watching the vikings cardinals game or listening to it on the radio because the radio oh. announcer he's it they watched the kick go up and i guess he it was close but he thought it went in and he goes it's good and then the other announcer's like he missed it he missed it and he's like oh no so i just i can only imagine if you're like a di- if, if, if mom i love you if you were listening to the radio i hope you weren't i could just see you in the car like Pumping your fist, going hell yes! What a comeback! And then the guy's like, "Psych, we actually yeah. missed it." Sorry, and then, they, and game's and over. then they tell you the most Viking things ever happened, and it went wide right. So like, <laughs> right. Uh, it's just it, that was painful. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah, sorry, Kim, if you're out there on Beaver Lake with the AM radio <laughs> and you got it tuned in to the Vikings game, sorry. <laughs> Um, I don't know if y'all saw the possible uh, – it was from Thursday night, so I'm going back a little bit. But Kenny Galladay looked like he was yelling at Daniel Jones. It looked like you had the the receiver. You just paid a lot of money to come in yelling at your young quarterback. And it came out that Kenny Galladay said, no, no, no. He was not yelling at uh, Daniel Jones. He was, in fact, yelling at Jason Garrett, not Jones. And that oh, is just the old like, – that's better. I love that Giants fans yeah. were like – Oh no, he was like normally you'd be like, oh, that's even worse. You're screaming at the coach, but uh, John Smith's like, no, you're yelling at Jason Garrett. I would have done the same thing. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah Garrett deserves it. Garrett deserves yeah. it. Come on. Now. Hey, I've done it a whole lot. So <laughs> yeah, everybody in Dallas was like, oh, that's fine. Though. Yeah, everybody's yelled at Jason Garrett. Well, I think everybody in New York was the same way. They were like, I really don't know if I like a a, a feud going on between my quarterback or so. Oh, is that Garrett? Okay, understand. Oh, fine, that's fine. fine. Okay, yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. <laughs> Actually, can we get him a raise? <laughs> and then my last one was just going to be the Ravens play and uh, they did uh, so Michael K. Williams passed away he was a really good actor and he was 
Omar on the wire, who's one of my, if not my favorite, one of the best one of roles in television history, yeah, of all time. And they played Omar's whistle before the game, mm. and it's the wires in Baltimore, and the the crowd went crazy. It was just, it was a cool moment, and yeah, it, it, I, I saw a peace, lot dude. of people really, yeah, rest in peace to to Michael K. Williams, great actor, and shout out to Omar. Uh, we have anything? Can, I know we have a booch. Can I, I want to say pops? since you said that, Norm McDonald. I don't think we mentioned last week. Yeah, man. Yes. Rest in I'm peace, Norm Maybe McDonald. my thought, favorite comedian of all time. Yeah. He he was Norm among was my very favorite comedians. I just loved yeah. his delivery. Yeah. I loved his demeanor. I, anyway, I y'all ever rest heard in peace, that, his Norm. moth Shout joke? Shout out to Norm. Huh? His uh, moth joke? Y'all heard his moth joke? All right, I'll share it with you guys as soon as we get off this recording. It's like it's like four minutes long, and then we'll put it in the shout outs. It is. It's one of my favorite bits ever. <laughs> it's awesome. He uh, he was one of those. I didn't realize how much I liked him until that day. You see everybody sharing clips, and I'm like, oh, I love that clip. That's one of my favorite clips. And that's all Norm McDonald. I realized, okay, yeah. he must be one of the funnier guys because all these clips are the ones I remember I really liked. So, so good. Well, and he's one of those. He was a comedian's comedian. He he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to yeah. to impress you necessarily. He was making comedians laugh, which is a hard job. That's a hard job. You make Dave Letterman um, laugh. You're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think Dave Letterman said that that's his favorite comedian of all time. So you're, yeah. you're doing something if you got Dave yeah. Letterman saying you're his favorite. Uh, that'll do our NFL stuff and and all that. Let's move on. I I think I heard before the pod we might have a bougie problem. Lift. Oh, what, what do we got over there? I do have oh. a bougie problem, and I am tired, Uh-oh. tired, tired, tired of dealing with this. <laughs> Sick and damn tired. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so tired of dealing with, for, we have people over, you know, t- a lot of times once a week, and and Tammy will order pizza. Okay. And so then you have to dispose of the damn pizza boxes. Okay. 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 And here's the thing about a pizza box. Once it's folded and, you know, it's all, it's it's almost like a piece of metal that is hard to bend. <laughs> but when you finally, it's not going to fit in the trash can like it is, Right. And so if you're going to open it up and like undo all the stuff, then you got pizza crumbs all over everywhere. It's just it's a mess. So you just you fold it in two, but it folds walkie jawed all the time and it won't fit in other boxes. And it just I just hate pizza boxes. I hate them. I hate them. Well, I would say it will fit in the outside trash can. But then again, Heaven forbid you go to Pop's house and throw something in the outside trash without it being in a bag. We've learned that'll yep. get you. Yep. Get you in some <laughs> because, hot water. Because you know why? Get you because after up. the trash people come, you know where that thing will be that's not in a bag? It'll still be in your trash can. <laughs> that's Only where in it'll Texarkana, still be. I think. I don't know. But <laughs> Lyft, is, does Buddy not like pizza crumbs? He does. I, don't, I mean, Buddy's so, the dog, by the way, for the listeners out yeah, there. Buddy is my dog, but yes. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna just open the pizza box and put it on the ground and let him lick the pizza crumbs out and get everywhere. That and, actually might be hell. Like, yeah, he'll roll that's in it I, or something. Who knows? Well, that's no, dude. Well, and that's what they're not. That's what good. That's what buddies do for buddies, that's, right? That's you, true. You, good buddies. Get buddies around, around Tony, and you can lick all the pizza crumbs out. Hey, you you pour them out, and I'll I'll take care of it. <laughs> Y'all hang out on Neil's porch. You just like step out there, step into the grass, rip the top off. That folds easily, and now the rest of it is destructible. Like it's really yeah. easy at that point. See, I think I there know, would be money heard- to be made for a development of a new pizza box that folds easily I- for trash can disposal. I think. Well, that's probably true. I think LJ's got a point, though. I, I think from a stress relief standpoint, 
Lift. I, I I think you could go out there and rip your pizza boxes. Up. That might be a good thing. <laughs> you got a burn pile. Can you burn cardboard? Is that like well, you know what? It's going to be I think fifty eight degrees. Uh, not tomorrow morning, but the next morning. So that yeah, sounds like we fire can start weather. burning Let's stuff go. now. But when it's ninety five at eight o'clock at night, you don't oh, want to burn well, anything. Well, outside. maybe don't live in Arkansas. I don't know. That's the only advice I've got for that. So <laughs> well, I don't hate pizza boxes so bad. I'm going to move. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just, I hate that. I didn't even realize. So I was at your, I came by your house Friday night. I didn't even realize. I saw all those pizza boxes and I didn't realize what was the incoming grief that you were going to have to deal with of having to dispose of those. I just, it didn't even cross my mind. And I, I, are you okay? Are you good? I mean, I've recovered. I, I mean, I had to mess with them for quite <laughs> just some time. Be tough. I had to shove them down hey. in the HelloFresh box. Which <laughs> yeah, is another box that you got to break. <laughs> yeah. Liff, I got two words for you. Taco Bell. There you go. There you go. Y'all, wait, there's by the way, answer. oh, God, did y'all hear that there's a Taco Pass? They're they're testing it in Arizona at Taco Bells. Yeah. That's like a subscription service to Taco Bell or something? Yeah, you pay like $5 a month and you get a taco every day of that month. <laughs> that's that's the quality of meat we're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen. You know that is I mean, that is a genius idea because if you're willing to go to Taco Bell for a taco, you're not just gonna get yeah. A taco. You're gonna spend like another seventeen dollars for you and your boys. Like it's that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> that that's actually gonna work out because they're gonna have college kids thinking this is a great idea, but it's now gonna be I go to I go to Taco Bell every night, not just Friday and Saturday. Shit, night though, I'll get the pass, and every time I walk by the train, I'll just oh, I guess I got to grab a taco and keep moving. <laughs> it's a. They didn't do that until Norm McDonald passed. Because, you know, Norm McDonald's, I have a taco. And I got this pass. Do you want to come? Nah, I'll just have a taco. Do you want cheese? Nah, just a taco. I could see that. Oh, man. So how do y'all throw taco, awesome. uh, pizza boxes away? Y'all just, just stick them in the trash can? In the trash, Actually, man. I just recently did trash. this. So what I did... Pops, this is pretty crazy. So I, I took my lid off my trash can and I stood over the trash can with the box and I just kind of crushed it up. And you're right, crumbs did fall out, but that's why I was standing above the trash can. They fell out into the trash can. And was it still in and your trash can after the trash people came or they took it? Well, I put it like, no, I'm in my inside trash. Like I just took the lid off my inside trash that had a bag in it and crushed it up and put it over the top, smushed it down. I think every other city in the world has like a thing that picks up a trash can and dumps it. I think y'all need to talk to Texarkana, Arkansas and figure out why they're doing this by hand still. Yeah, they don't have it here, LJ. (laughs) Yeah, Texarkana, is it still a trash guy that comes and picks up your trash can and dumps it in and then sets it back down? (laughs) Well, they reach in and pull the bags out and they throw them in the trash Uh, It sounds like you live in Manila or, you know, something. Yeah. Well, but also I'm, I'm a really good. What if it's just, I just hope it's like a trash guy screwing with Liv. He's like, I'll watch this. I'm a good trash trash customer because I get my trash neat and tidy and prepared for pickup. I mean, I break my boxes down. I get them all neat and tidy. I mean, I'm a good person to pick up. I do believe that. Yeah. I, you know, you just take a knee to the back of it and fold it and just Shove it in there, man. It's, well, I want to take that it. pizza box Pops, and shove what do you it do? somewhere. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with your Amazon boxes? Well, you can break those down. Yes. You can break those down pretty easily. The pizza box is all—it's all turned in, and and you know the <laughs> slots are all filled in. Uh, I mean, that, to break—it's just a mess. You just—you just do this. You go, 
That's it. That's all you got to do. No, it's more than that. Because no, no, no. You, you push those sides a little bit. They'll give, they'll break out of the, the quarter inch of, of cardboard fighting against you. But I'll have to do it outside because (laughs) I mean, they're big pizza boxes. I'll get the pizza crumbs everywhere because what are you getting? 42 inch pizzas? Well, what are you well, just you get large pizza pizzas? Box. How big is the top of your trash can? <laughs> take the take yeah, the pizza box and just dump it in the sink real quick and, and then break it down too. You don't have to yeah. do this all in one move. This can be two you moves. What, I'm glad y'all are all so good about it. If we ever get pizzas and we're all around, y'all get to take care of I will of take care of your boxes for you. Every single okay. time we get pizza together, yeah. I Maybe promise I'll just you. Maybe i stack them up, but when you come, you can. We'll have a new rule. You buy it, I'll break it down for you. Yes, sir. All right. I'll. I'll take right. my lighter out there. I'll take care of your pizza bus. <laughs> we shift from food to drinks. In the pod, we have a new segment for the people out there. <laughs> yes. It is, what is Uncle Tony drinking? So how's it going to work, Tony? You're going to start giving us the ingredients. We'll guess what it is. And oh, maybe if you've listened to a previous pod, you'll actually, we might have a better name for it than what it's being named. Sometimes we come up with better names than what we ah, are <laughs> drinking that one day. Okay. So this drink tonight... Uh, is one I've I've gotten a new liqueur. It's called Green Chartreuse. Ooh, like a tennis ball. And Green Chartreuse is only made by <laughs> these Charmunkin monks green in Grenoble, France. Hear green Chartreuse. <laughs> green Chartreuse. They make yellow Chartreuse. Right, that's tennis ball. Oh, that's tennis ball. Yellow. Sh- yeah, you already it's messed the up. Only LJ. liqueur. <laughs> tr- true to this, it's the only liqueur that is known by both two colors, yellow and green. Yeah. So Green Chartreuse. Is one hundred and ten proof. Ooh, and so it's quite up there. It's it's up there with absinthe. Yeah, and uh, and but this drink has green chartreuse, and I really like this liqueur. Uh, so this drink is three quarters ounce gin, three quarters ounce gin chartreuse, green chartreuse, three quarters ounce lime juice, and three quarters ounce maraschino liqueur. And two brandied cherries. Okay. As a garnish. It's shaken, not stirred, which is not normal for most gin. Most yeah. gin drinks are stirred yeah. drinks because you don't want to bruise gin. But with the addition of the lime juice, they want it shaken. Uh, it originated in Detroit as a prohibition drink uh, and was originally used with bathtub gin. Nice. Nice. Classy. So. Anybody want to guess the I mean, name I of I know the drink? name of it. It is a Welsh margarita. It, That's what it's called. That is incorrect. Well, we're changing it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and it's actually good for it, this podcast. The, the name is good for this podcast. It's got to be something with green in it, right? I, mean, I would think with the green chartreuse, I just thought they would. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. A gin press? No, that's a good. that's a good guess, though. With gin in it, but no, that's what not you got. Good. What do we ready? got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The name of the drink is called the last word. Hey, the last word. Like it. Huh. That's a good. That's a good end. Actually, we don't have to rename that one. That one's got a good name. Yeah. I like the last. And word. let's end the show it's now. We've done it, and it's quite. T- <laughs> it's quite tasty. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. I'm well. Gonna try that. Uh, Next time I find myself with the greens, I'll remember to order a last word. The last word. Love it. I don't the know. I know word. one Wait, another mean, complex whiskey mean... drink or whatever. <laughs> True. You want an improved whiskey? Impro- no, I like the complex better. But, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Another good, another good episode for the people. At least I think so. And that's all that matters is our opinion, I guess. Um, (laughs) Make sure if you're not already following us on Twitter and Facebook and, or at our website at justpressplaypod.com. And wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, make sure you're subscribed to us. And if you haven't yet, please leave a rate and review. It helps out. I think that'll do it. Guys, I will catch you all next week. Peace. 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 Go pick up Davis Mills on the waiver wire fantasy football fan. Yeah, the next is Tom Brady. Just like. <laughs> I can't believe you saw a guy go 8 for 18, under under 50% completion. A touchdown and a pick, and you thought, that's Tom Brady, right? And then you said, and then you said oh, that's Justin Herbert, who's Tom Brady. He's got three. He'll have three days to get ready for this week, but I'm telling you, the next week, watch out. He may be 20 for 40 for 375 and three. He ain't going to be accurate, but the Thursday. He plays on, I oh. believe the Texans play on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So we better get the, these, these, this episode. Yeah. That some people yeah. are people. No, I actually say to people, we don't want to screw them. <laughs> Make sure this airs after Thursday night. Oh, you're going to rue the day. You're going to rue the day. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I got to roll. Okay.